Hey guys, this is Ishai Breslauer and welcome to the CRE Shark Eye Show where we discuss commercial real estate. On Mondays, we dive deep into an asset class and on Thursdays, we go into some inspirational stories for the weekend. Can't wait to start. Let's go. Hey guys, before we continue, I would like to introduce you to the seven day CRE challenge, which will introduce you to commercial real estate and will show you that anyone can do this. Also, I have the free cheat sheet for commercial real estate with the six best secrets for commercial real estate. You can download it free. Just click below or above wherever it is and get it. Let's continue. Hi guys, how are you? This is Ishai Breslauer, your host of the CRE Shark Eye Show. I hope you guys do it. Uh, you guys are doing fantastic before we go to the weekend. We have a very special guest, Yael Tamar. How are you? Amazing. How are you, Ishai? I'm doing great. And uh, Yael and I, we know each other from before, as we call it. Uh, full disclosure, and we want them to succeed, as we call it. But um, they have an unbelievable product. Yael Tamar and Yuval Wurzberg, basically, uh, are, are partners in a very interesting company that is called Solid Block. And as I promised to all of you guys who are listening now, viewing, listening, call it whatever, uh, we always talk commercial real estate, but every once in a while, we take that part of commercial real estate that is called prop tech, and we bring it to you guys. And uh, today we're going to talk about a very interesting type of thing that's called tokenization. And that's what these guys do. Yeah, I'll thank you for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me, Shane. Good to see you. Good to see you. So tell us, you know, give us first, let's start with the elevator pitch of, we're going to dig in. We're going to dig into what Solid Block is, what you guys do, and so on and so forth. But let's start with a very simple aspect of it, of what is it? And then we'll go back a little bit to your background story of how you guys started, how you guys went into it, how is it being in a startup and getting it up in the ground. And then we're going to start talking about, you know, the, the whole what is it? What is tokenization? So give us the elevator pitch, first of all. Sure. So everybody here in the audience knows real estate is the most basic asset class. It's one of the largest in the world, $300 trillion large to be exact. Yet only 1% of this industry is tradable. And here we're talking about mainly public REITs, an asset that's liquid, right? That's, it. that's basically real estate that's liquid. Now that leaves us 99% that is illiquid, right? And if you're putting money in a property, you don't expect to come out for five to seven years, right? Um, unless, of course, you invest in a public REIT or unless you're coming out at unfavorable conditions. So Solid Block recognized this opportunity and we're here to inject or to structure deals in a way that real estate becomes a liquid financial product. We do that with technology that's called blockchain. So essentially, we're wrapping real estate into crypto-like crypto assets and crypto-like structures so that we can trade them over the counter on our platform or in exchanges that we work with. So, okay, so, so how is it all done? We're going to talk about it in a second. But you know sure. what? Let, let's start with that. How, yeah. how would you guys, you know, start it up? Okay, you found the opportunity and so on, but how, walk us through how, you know, a startup comes to life mm -hmm. in this type of market in commercial real estate. Talk, talk to us about that. So, right? you know what? You know what, Yishai? In general, people get 
you know, the, the way people start companies is when they have some sort of a problem and then they're like, well, it's so easy to solve. And then they're like, why hasn't anybody done it? And then they're like, well, I will do it, you know, if nobody else has. And, and also sometimes you're just at the right place at the right time. So there's a little bit of both that happened here with SolidBlock. So first of all, Yuval is the one who really started the company back in 2018. He was in the blockchain industry. I was also in the blockchain industry for probably the same amount of years, four, four, four or five years. And we've seen and you know the, the rise in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies from about 2010 Yuval had a mining company. Uh, I had I've been consulting banks and regulated institutions on, on the use of blockchain, which is basically the underlying technology behind cryptocurrencies that allows also all kinds of transactions, not only monetary, right? Also assets, right? Look what we're doing with SolidBlock. So uh, what happened was um, in 2012, there was something that's called Jobs Act, which enabled trading of uh, private securities among individuals in the US, right? So you don't have to be a public company to actually sell uh, your securities to individuals and have them trade. So that was one of the biggest revolutions in this industry that kind of uh, spurred the growth in Reg D506C offerings. So that was the beginning. Um, so, you know, you see this now more and more widespread and, and that's, that's what started the whole thing. And at the same time, blockchain came into the market which makes trading so much more easy, right? So much easier. So now it's available uh, and compliant and there's a the technology to do it. So that was one part of the story. The second part of the story was the, uh, the growth of fundraising with blockchain because it's easy. Um, it's much easier to fundraise with this technology because um, every record of investment is securely located on a public ledger, which is the blockchain, right? So when you put money into some sort of an asset with this technology, it, th there is a clear record of it. Uh, you can actually, and because there's a clear record, you can trade. However, the regulation didn't take, you know, took a really long time to catch up. So in 2017, it was basically an unregulated space. And a lot of companies, not real estate companies, mainly startup companies, high-tech companies, started raising a lot of money, sometimes hundreds of millions, billions of dollars, and all of us from the industry of finance looked at it like with, with you know, uh, with shock saying it was a shock. Yeah. Where is the SEC? Right. Where are the other regulators? So, you know, lo and behold, right now there come some many, many companies under litigation. So both Yuval and I, we weren't we didn't know each other at that time, but we were thinking now is the time to actually connect it with the securities market. The SEC is going to come out and say, all of this fundraise was in fact uh, securities raise and it was illegal. So what's gonna happen next? Well, next people are gonna start raising money for securities offering in a legal way, especially using this exemption from 2012 from the Jobs Act, the Reg D506C, where it's, you know, essentially you can start marketing to anybody you want as long as you make sure that the investor is accredited. So people are going to start raising Reg Ds on the blockchain. So Yuval thought, let's create a company, Solid Block, that will focus specifically on one asset class, which is real estate. Why? Because real estate has the least liquidity of them all. 99% of the real estate market is illiquid, right? So Yuval started Solid Block um, around April 2018. And because he was one of the first companies in the space, um, the Aspen Coin uh, Asset Manager, the Aspen St. Regis Ski Resort 
asset managers, Elevated Return, reached out to him to do their offering, which was essentially the first commercial real estate offering uh, on tokens, right? Sold via security tokens or digital securities. So we essentially created the first smart contract, which is the blockchain program that ties investors to the deal. Right? That, so that's, now I'll talk about how that's done. Yeah. And by the way, thank you for that. And by the way, it's, it's, it makes it even more exciting because you guys were the pioneers yeah. of this industry, which makes it really, really, really exciting. So here's yeah. the big, so here's, here's the big thing. And as a commercial real estate guy who is in this business, um, the biggest question I always have for people who are coming with ref, revolutionary ideas, such as tokenization, which is, again, I'm going to repeat it for those guys who it flew over their head just very, very quickly, very briefly, in very simple words. Um, what Yael is saying is that you put your money into, let's say, a property, into an LLC, into a project, and a yeah. real estate investment. And then your money is tied up for the next three, four, five, seven, ten years, doesn't matter, because you can't take it out. Comes to tokenization and said, okay, you could actually treat it just like you treat stocks and buy and sell it in the middle through that technology that is called blockchain, which protects it in all kinds of ways and all kinds of beautiful things. Um, but the big question to you, Yael, is, okay, the real estate industry, which had been the, probably the last industry that jumped into the tech, and that's why PropTech was created. Right. How did they, you guys are the pioneers. You come right with like a new, fine, beautiful idea. How did the market react to your amazing idea? What did they say in the beginning? How did you actually you know, overcame those no's and how did you convince them? So you mentioned that we were the first in the industry. I mean, it's nice to be the first, but it's nicer to be the last, you know, the, the ones that last the longest. So we've been around for three years and we've basically educated the industry. I traveled to maybe like a hundred conferences, you know, spoke online, just teaching people about what is, what is possible, what are the possibilities, right? And we survived the crypto winter, of 2019 and the COVID winter of 2020, you know, now in 2021, it's amazing. We're getting so much sponsored demand because everybody hears about this now and um, everybody wants to have their asset tokenized and offer this to investors. And more and more uh, companies reach out to us to implement the technology, right? Not only as a source of alternative capital and, you know, kind of a trendy thing. Uh, so, the initial no's, um, you know, we realized like with any technology, you have early adopters and the people who are not getting it are not our audience. So we need to, you know, we partnered with a family office um, out of Canada, actually Holden, they, they invested some money in us through their accelerator. And now we're tokenizing one of their um, amazing projects, the detox centers in Florida, uh, which personally is very close to my heart. So that's that's one of the one of the early early adopters because you know they have a banking platform, the same family office. They've invested through their accelerator into fifty. Uh, well, I think more now. They're the most prolific fintech uh, startup investor, for example, right? And so we were one of their prop tech companies, actually prop tech fintech companies. So those guys get it. They get it as a family office. So we need to have 
liquid, you know, we need to, to create a liquid structure for, for those real estate funds. So that's number one. Number two, we have some amazing partners on the hotel side that, that realized, wow, they, we can use this tool as a, a way to recycle money. You put money in one project, you exit with tokenization, those investors exit further, right? And those investors, when they free up the money, what are they gonna do with the money? They're not gonna spend it. They're gonna invest it in more of my projects, right? So basically you're multiplying the money that can be invested in projects for everybody, for the sponsors and for the investors. So once they get that, once the institutions, family offices will get that, they can exit in one year, you know, as opposed to five or seven, even institutions, they're going to jump on board. So, so you know, we're now educating a lot of family offices and you know, every day I speak to one or two uh, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that wave to start. And once it starts, it's not going to stop. So here's the thing. So now we understand really the advantage of tokenization and what you guys brought to the market and the innovative, you know, this whole uh, innovative idea of how yeah. to take and, and move money around. We all understand the advantage. It's great. But I'm going to ask you now a very difficult question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Be ready for, as we call it, the difficult question. All right. Uh, the difficult question is the following. In the stock market, when you have those movements of money, you could have a company that the valuation is X because of the, what we call the Warren Buffett uh, uh, method, you know, and to come into the old school way to come and check what's the EBITDA is, right? How much money they're yeah. making, how yeah, much the revenue PE they're having, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, what, what, is, what is the company making? What are their expenses, their management, this whole philosophy of, of what we call the fundamental aspect of a company, right? Very right. nice. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. if it's a public company mm-hmm. and the markets are going up and down and all around, all of a sudden you have a stock that is, uh, that is being traded for a certain amount of money that does not reflect the actual value of the company. So here's the question about real estate. Could that happen also in real estate when it comes to co- tokenization? Because when yeah. I'm getting into a project, I, I'm coming, I'm investing, I'm putting, let's say, half a million dollars into, in, into this certain project with other people. And comes the sponsor or the private equity, and he tells me the IRR is going to be X, right? It's going to be X, whatever IRR projected. Why? Because we're going to hold the money there, and we're going to do this, and there's going to be a refi in the middle, and blah, 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 blah. But the money's going to stay there, and that's what it's going to cause. What you're saying is the second everything happens, and the tokenization comes into play, all of a sudden people start moving money around, what would it do to the valuation? Is that something that, that, that can be controlled? That is my question. Mm-hmm. That's a great question, Nisha. And we're definitely working a, working a lot on content and researching on this question. But in general, imagine this. This is, this is a security. It's not a public security. It's still a private security. It's tradable, meaning that people have a way out, right? So to sell it to someone else. Now, the, val- the security at issuance is based on the appraisal. So you have official appraisal uh, by, you know, one of the big five, right? So, um, so then the buyers, you know, uh, also have a peace of mind and they see obviously market data, other data compare comparables and so on. Right. Um, once the project has launched and it goes on an exchange, 
to trade, which is usually after one year, um, then of course everybody's free to trade. And what is the price going to be? Well, first of all, we've seen a liquidity premium of around 30% once the project goes online. And then, um, you know, obviously becomes more attractive for various reasons and it's easier to invest in. So we see some liquidity premium there, okay? That's number one. Number two, the, the, the value at which the project trades depends on the current milestones that the, uh, that the property manager and the owner has achieved. We have reporting, um, a quarterly report that they have to release. Now, some projects can release even monthly value valuations based on, you know, they have a, a mortgage loan, for example, then they always have some sort of an appraisal report. Now, um, the valuation will probably be lagging after the market uh, because the markets grow, markets change, you know, uh, if, even in normal year, not even, let's say, corona year. And then, <clears throat> and then sellers may anticipate, for example, you know, Florida is hot right now. So, you know, we believe that Florida is going to, uh, to, uh, to increase even more. So then, you know, they have extra incentive to hold that token or, you know, and if they, if they, if they have hold something in New York, they may say, well, New York might, might actually uh, go down in price. So this is what's going to happen. This is an example, of course, none of this is an investment advice. Um, so, so basically that's, however, because this is a real estate asset and not a private equity asset, there is a definite tie with the underlying value of the property, you know, with appraisals, with um, com comparable uh, uh, projects in the industry. So um, we don't expect for, to, you know, for there to, to be some sort of mass sellout of a project unless there is a big problem with the project. And then, you know, obviously there is a big problem, then the investors are entitled to, to be able to sell, um, you know, and, and, or there is a big problem in the market. And in, in that case as well, right? It's just going to be a much more flexible, higher quality projects are gonna, gonna be funded, lower quality projects are gonna, gonna be less funded and the, and the whole industry is gonna become so much more efficient. So that's a great answer. That's a great answer because it's comforting to know that there's not a stock. It's not a public company. It all is, everything is related to the market. Everything is tied into, um, into what we call the appraisal, into what's going on in the market, what's going on with the property, with the, with the actual deal that we have in front of us. So that's a great answer. Um, question I have right now to you is, is there a minimum amount that tokenization is worth it to get into? A deal... You have deals of $100 million, and then you have deals of $3 million. What, what's the deal with that? So that's a, a great question, Ishai. And basically, the minimum that we take on our platform is $5 million, which is because there are some costs associated with legal and securitization that make it you know, worthwhile to tokenize. Um, the bigger, the better, I would say, in general, just because there is going to be more liquidity for bigger projects. Now, we still take smaller projects because we figured out how to aggregate them into indices. So those are basically the instruments that will be trading better. Now, bigger projects, on the other hand, are usually financed by institutions rather than individuals. So I would say this sweet spot for us right now is around $50 million. However, once institutions start realizing the potential of being able to invest in liquid projects, then we're going to see much larger projects, right? We're going to see $200, $300 million projects. Um, there's, by the way, you can, if there's a leverage on the project, then we can still tokenize equity. So, you know, we'll probably see 
50, 100 million dollar equity projects uh, where they're much bigger in reality, right? Because they, they have some mortgage on it. So, so you've mentioned before, that's a great answer, by the way, but you have mentioned before um, the hotel, right? The hotel, yeah. the hospitality. Exactly. When you look at tokenization, is there an asset class that is more preferable to do that process, to go through that process mm -hmm. than another asset class or, or it's just, it's good for everybody? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think there is, I mean, it's good for everybody. However, with this, in our industry, you want to have a great story. You want, because people are investing in one specific project as opposed to, let's say, a REIT which is also a great investment in a way because you have somebody who's managing your, your investments for you. But if you're specifically set on one project, either because you love the brand or you love the, you know, the sponsor, by the way, most of the sponsors on our platform are seasoned. They have track records that you can look at, you know, delivering on their promises. They mentioned that, you know, offering you a specific IRR, you know, when we can tell if somebody's delivered. And so, um, but that said, this is a semi-public offering, right? It's a private offering. It's still an offering. So the more people you attract to the offering, the better. And how do you attract investors? Well, number one is customers. So hotels are really great because you can offer investors also to come and visit the hotel, get discounts, freebies, and so on. And uh, you have a big customer base. So we actually have several projects right now where we're marketing to the customer of the, of the hotel or of the brand, right? So that's number one. And by the way, St. Regis, uh, during the Corona times, um, approached their investors, you know, giving them all kinds of deals to come in and stay at the hotel as a, as a marketing tool. So you can combine investment and marketing. I was, I was just speaking to somebody today, uh, basically working on a hotel deal saying, Wait, when you're giving people Wi-Fi, you go to that page where, you know, you give some sort of an offer of a room. Why don't you just put there, buy a piece, you, you love the hotel, buy a piece of it, right? So, so that's basically becomes a marketing tool. So hotel, also commercial properties where you have a lot of clients already, you know, so those are no brainers. Right. And also it gives an opportunity to a person with, let's say, $1,000 to come and say, okay, I want a piece. Let's go in instead of... Yeah having a minimum of, let's say, 30 or 50 or 100 or $150,000. Usually millions. Yeah. If you go in on a landmark property, yeah. you can invest less than uh, half a million, million dollars. Yep. Tell me something. Take us through the process. I'm, I'm a sponsor. I have a deal. Uh, I own, doesn't matter, let's say an industrial, and I have uh, uh, $5 million in equity, and I want to tokenize $3 million. How does it work? I come to Yael, Yael and Yuval are coming to me and saying, tokenize, tokenize. I say, yeah, I want it. How do I do that? Can you walk us through this for a second? Sure. So number one, we're issuing a traditional plain vanilla security. So you're going to need a private placement memorandum. We're going to need to create an SPV, special purpose vehicle, which will have an agreement with you to tokenize or to acquire a part of your industrial property, right? It, it, it may be um, a part of the equity, right? 20, 30, 50% of the equity. So uh, as the next step, once we have the PPM, and if you already have one, fantastic, give it to us and we'll rewrite it to fit our uh, needs as a digital offering, right? And we can also create the SPV for you. So afterwards, we will create 
and as we'll open an escrow account, we'll create a, um, a what's called a smart contract. It's a blockchain um, program, blockchain code um, that will uh, enable investors to put when, when they put in the money, it will basically record them as the owner of this digital asset. It's recorded immutably, meaning it's secure and can be changed. And it also means that we're using the same smart contract to connect to exchanges. So there are these ATSs, automated trading systems, which are allowed by the regulators, which are compliantly trading the securities. So when we list the securities on the secondary market, your investors will automatically be able to trade. They'll go on, on, on their account on SolidBlock and say, uh, great, I see that the, the value of my $5,000 investment went up, I want to sell it. So then they will, signal that they want to sell and the exchange will find a buyer so that's how it normally works and it's done automatically you know we don't have to they don't have to do anything because of this smart contract so so what you're saying basically is that this from the from the real estate owner end you know, the sponsor's end or even the yeah. fund end doesn't matter whoever owns and wants to tokenize he, they they they're relying on you for the process the spv yeah all the, the entire legal, you know, structure that you are creating yes. for them. They don't have to do anything except of obviously paying the money and you get getting it done for them. And mm -hmm. uh, what you're saying is also that once it's already the platform, I would say the technological platform for trading is on your platform, on your site. People will have to have a username and yeah. a password yeah. to go in and they just go in and out whenever they yeah. want. We, can, we have our own over the counter trade, like a bulletin board. Yeah. Uh, and we are connected to five exchanges in North America and another four exchanges outside. So, and that's all done at a click of a button. Obviously, we'll have to list on the back end. You know, we'll have to go through the process of listing, which you know takes time and uh, costs some some additional uh, fees. But once that's that, the user obviously doesn't know that, right? The investor for them is just the one click. We'll ask them, you know, are you or is that okay for you to pay a fee for the trade? Yes, great. Uh, and then and then the trade happens for them and they, they see the money, basically. Uh, they can also do token swaps, right? So, they, uh, you know, if a certain property uh, they, that they like and then, you know, they can get into, yeah, they'll swap. Move from one, one thing to another. I know you have a call in three minutes. And, uh, and what I want to do is to thank you, first of all, for being here. And we could, we could actually go forever with this. <laughs> we could actually go forever. It's such a great discussion. Yeah. And um, first of all, we wish you success. And we want, you, we want to hear how this whole uh, industry of tokenization is growing, evolving, how this whole thing is exploding. And we want to hear how many deals. And we want to hear in the future that you guys are actually making it. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you, Isha. I appreciate it. And you guys that are listening, check out the links. I'm going to leave the links right below or above wherever you're looking or listening. Uh, yeah, Al's email, you'll be able to go on their website, right? You have a website. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, be happy, to, be happy to talk to anybody. And, you know, we have a course, actually, if you guys are interested in learning more. Course, even, and you have a podcast also. And I have a podcast, you have right? A podcast. So basically, if you guys... You're supposed to be on it. We have to schedule. Uh, okay, you know, I'll love to be on it. But anyways, you guys that are listening, you, you got to take a piece of it. You got to take a piece of it. You got to take a ride into the world of tokenization. And if you're Absolutely. not, and, and that's why we're talking about PropTech and bringing you also the innovative, the, the innovation 
within the world of commercial real estate. So until then, I would like to wish you guys have a beautiful weekend. Take care of yourselves. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for joining me in this CRE Shark Eye Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And go subscribe, download, do whatever you guys need to do. And I'll see you in the next episode. Take care of yourselves.